team, we're back. Um, just so you know, they're awaiting a press briefing at the Pentagon. Uh, whatever comes out of that, we will bring it to you as we are following the story of a object shot down over Alaska. Uh, the more we find out, well, we will bring that right to you uh, this coming a few days after a spy balloon or a surveillance balloon uh, was shot down shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. So we will continue to uh, keep you updated on that. Talking the 2024 uh, primaries, and again, uh, could be a primary on both sides. Uh, we heard from Tony and Clarence. He doesn't think that Joe Biden is going to, I'm sorry, he does think that Joe Biden's going to run for re-election. Uh, he would not answer me if Joe Biden didn't. I mean, Joe Biden's in his 80s. He could, the president could just say, hey, you know, I'm old. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this for someone else. He could actually say that. I don't think he will unless he's pressured um, from within the party. Uh, I don't think he will. But th that could happen. And I am interested for Democrats out there. Who do you think would be the next candidate up? I can't imagine that it would be Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, but what would you think? 803-0930, star 930. And Republicans, what do you think of the 2024 field? Obviously, now, former President Trump is the only announced candidate, but I think it's pretty obvious that Florida DeSant uh, Governor Ron DeSantis will jump in. And what he's done, obviously, you can tell where I stand. I'm obviously a, a DeSantis fan. The way he's turned Florida around. Again, no one looks at that. Everyone wants to make excuses for Trump. Everyone makes, makes excuses. And again, it, it's the party as a whole. It's not just Trump, right? I mean, again, we have George Santos there, and you, we can't get 100% of the party to say that he should be out of there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think it's, it's common sense stuff like that. And again, I, 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 I don't want to, I have nothing but nice things to say about the legislation passed during the Trump uh, presidency. I, I have been very, I think, um, consistent with that. I do think he gets in his way a lot. You know, anytime he had a win or had positive, uh, positive results in Washington, he would get in his way and give the media another story to cover uh, instead of the positive. So uh, he is a major distraction, and that does affect down ballot. You hear so much about down ballot, and we saw the results of down ballot uh, in, again, Florida. Ron DeSantis, his first election, won by less than a percentage point, okay? Four years later, he wins, I believe, by 19%. So I don't know, President Trump won in 2016 and then couldn't even carry the same, you know, all the same states. Couldn't even carry, uh, I, I, again, we're not going to get into this happened, that happened. That's not what this show is. And I, we're not talking, you know, I, again, we're just not talking about it. But, I mean, Donald Trump did not run a good campaign in 2020. Ron DeSantis has done nothing but run positive campaigns that have gained, you know, more and more. Um, momentum. Uh, again, I think uh, Marco Rubio probably owes a lot of, of thanks to Ron DeSantis for his being reelected. So I, I think you have to look at that and look at what has been done in the state of Florida. And again, it is about winning. You know, I, I think people in the Republican Party, I think we've forgotten about that. It is about winning. And I just don't want to see a rematch of Trump-Biden. I just, I, I think the country deserves better than that. 
Um, so personally, I'd like to see Ron DeSantis get the primary. We're far, far away. What would you like to see? 803-0930, star 930. Again, rational, calm tone discussion. Tony didn't really feel uh, follow that rule, uh, but hopefully you will. And Democrats out there, I'd, I'd love to talk to you. This isn't just open to Republicans. I want to talk to Democrats as well at 803-0930, star 930. What do you think about your party's chances? And is there a Republican candidate, candidate that you do actually fear as a Democrat? I think that's a that, that's a fine discussion to have, and I, I'd like to hear it. 803-0930, star 930. Uh, let's go to North Tonawanda. Rambo Jim uh, has held on and listened to me yap a lot. So, Jim, the floor is yours. Thank you. Yeah, Joe, listen, um, I know you don't think like me. We come from different backgrounds. Now, I voted for President Trump twice, so I'm going to tell you exactly what's wrong with President Trump. He's too soft. He said he was going to drain the swamp. What he didn't understand is that the devil and his demons were listening when he said that. The swamp drained him. And in politics, Joe, to, def- to defeat your enemy, to defeat evil, you've got to be just as evil as the devil to defeat the devil. And, and, and policy, Joe, you can't sit back and, and, and let the enemy take pot shots at you like he did. You got to strike first. And one of the reasons I'm so in love with you, in the one episode, Kevin Costner's daughter says, "Dad, the people that are our enemies, we can't—they've disappeared, Dad. We can't even can't even find their bodies." Kevin Costner says, "Beth, that's the reason we still own this ranch." Joe, you getting my drift here? I, I, I don't know if I'm 100% following. I do get the swamp thing, and, and that is something that really bothers me, Jim. Is Kevin Costner gets elected governor of Montana. Market Equities is plotting his assassination after he's elected governor by the voters in Montana. Kevin Costner tells his daughter, we're going to take them out before they take us out. Joe, you get my drift? Look, uh, Jim, I just want to go back to the swamp thing. Um, yeah. You know, I hear so many people say he needs four more years to drain the swamp. He needs four more years. But he didn't do that in his first four years. And actually, he empowered people that helped get him out of office. So I'm not sure. Again, I I like a lot that he did, and I appreciate the call. I like a lot that he did in office legislatively. But, I mean, again, I think he was his own worst enemy. I really do believe that. I believe he was his own worst enemy. And... Again, I just don't think he can win. As Republicans, we also have to realize a reality, okay? There are more, I believe this, um, actually, I should probably check this before I say it. Josh, um, I just want to make sure I don't lie on the air. So hold on. We are going to check this out. There are, there are more registered hold on i gotta make this is i know this is very uh unprofessional i apologize i don't claim to be professional um there are more registered democrats in the united states of america than republicans okay that is a reality so the reality is you need to run someone that can win independence in moderate democrats which trump did in 2016 again i think a lot of that has to do with hillary being the candidate but you have to be able to win uh, people on the other side, okay? You have to be able to do that. And the unfortunate thing is, and the re- again, the reality is, 
The Democrats start elections with the upper hand. You have to make sure you get a candidate that, number one, gets people to the polls, and number two, can get people in the middle of the road to go to the polls and vote for your person. And, and again, that helps. That helps down ballot as well. So, again, this is nothing against former President Trump, okay? I, I know people, I'm sure I'm going to be called a never-Trumper and a rhino online, whatever, whatever, you know, makes you happy. I'm not. Um, I'm just, as somebody who considers himself a conservative, would like to see the Republican Party be an electable party and have a candidate that can actually be elected, Okay? Because another reality of an election is it is difficult to defeat a sitting president, okay? In my lifetime, it's only, it's only happened twice. George Bush, a lot of thanks to, um, what's his name, who ran against uh, Clinton and Bush, uh, Ross, Perot, Ross Perot, and 2020 Donald Trump. The only two presidents in my lifetime who didn't get a second term. So you already have that going against you with a Democrat party that has more registered voters. So I don't care if you feel like Donald Trump deserves another chance. I don't care that you, I think you have to look at reality. And I'm going to give props to Democrats because they saw in 2020 who was on their stage, who was on their primaries. And you know what? We can sit here and make fun of Joe Biden all we want. And how he's, he stutters and, and stumbles over his words and he's, old, you know, acts like an old man. We can, we, can, we can all say that stuff. But guess what? They realized out of the people running that Joe Biden was, and again, I, I'm not saying I agree with this, but he was electable and he was someone probably because of his name recognition I mean, again, I would say that President Obama probably saved Joe Biden's political career because of his name recognition, and he was touted as this uniter. Again, I'm not saying I agree with it, but they did a good job of running Joe Biden. Again, we can make fun of him being in the basement all we want. It worked. They ran him successfully, and they successfully convinced moderate Democrats Again, Joe Biden has been in politics so long that moderate Democrats probably, you know, oh, yeah, this is my dad voted for this guy. You know what I mean? Like they did a good job of, of realizing this is someone we can run positive PR around. And again, they had the the uh, backdrop of the pandemic and could keep him in his Delaware home um, and do virtual meetings. It worked. We can sit here and make fun of it all we want. It worked. Okay. 2024, it's not going to be as easy to have them do everything from home, but you have to realize that a lot of people are just going to be set to either vote for Joe Biden, or if it's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, they're just going to stay home. That's another reality that you have to realize. A lot of people are just going to stay home. All right? A majority of Americans, most Americans aren't in this political bubble. Most Americans don't talk politics 24-7, 365. Most Americans don't want Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. They just don't. And if you run Biden versus Trump, you're not going to get a turn. You're not going to get probably the turnout. You you're definitely not going to get the turnout you had in 2020. 
And you're probably going to have uh, even lower turnout with very little momentum because people just don't want to see that again. You've got to get people who don't usually go to the polls to go to the polls and want to vote for your, pers- for your person. I just don't see Donald Trump being that guy in 2024. He was in 2016. Oh my, the, the guy from Apprentice? Donald Trump? Trump Tower? The guy in Home Alone 2? Yeah. He doesn't have all that anymore. And he does have, no matter how you want to make excuses, no matter how, how you, what way you want to look at it, he has three elections that the Republican Party hasn't done really well in. And again, it's not fair to put all the blame on him, but I'm going to put a majority of the blame on him. 803-0930, start 930. Let's go out to Clarence, where Jessica is. Jessica, thanks for hanging on. Hey, Joe. Um, so I'm just listening to you, and, and I actually have a question for you then. Um, I guess then who would you say would be the perfect candidate to run? I think right now, and again, it's it's still early, but right now I think Ron DeSantis is the guy. I think he he gained a lot of, obviously, momentum and recognition during um, the pandemic. Uh, he opened Florida before then-President Trump uh, gave the okay to the you know to the country to uh, start opening things back up, and I again I would just look at what he did in Florida. He went from winning one election by less than a percentage point, four years later winning it by nineteen percent. I, I I just I think the guy knows how to win, and I think he can appeal to independents and moderate Democrats that aren't too happy with the other side. I mean, because you know they look at him as the same bucket as Trump, just a little polished version of Trump. I mean, Trump is running. So if, if Ron is running, then it's going to be, you know, they're going to primary and he's going to get hit and knocked down like he already is getting from Trump. So the media is going to pick up on the same junk that Trump throws at him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you're going to have you're going to have the people on the far left and, and the people that, you know, if they have a D next to their name, they'll vote for them, right? And we, we all know those voters. Um, you're going to have them. I, I just think in 2020, Trump lost that appeal to independents and moderate Democrats. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying that all the blame's on him. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he ran a great campaign, uh, especially towards the end of 20 of the 2020 election season. However, I just don't know if he can get that momentum from 2016 back. And again, he's not running against Hillary Clinton. I think Ron DeSantis knows how to appeal to those voters if he gets on the platform. And again, I, I, I just, I saw an interview or he was confronted by CBS. I forgot when this was. It was still during the pandemic. And just the way he, you know, he handles it. I think he handles that kind of criticism a lot better than Trump does. I'm not saying that I'm not amused by the way Trump uh, does at his press conferences, but I think DeSantis does it in a way that wouldn't turn off those independents and Democrat, uh, moderate Democrats that aren't happy with Joe Biden or with, uh, you know, the woke policies of some Democrats. And I think that's what you're looking to get. That's who you're looking to attract. Because, again, you're going to have to just the way the field is laid out with registered voters. It's just, I mean, not to be, like, negative, but the thing is, it's like, I asked that question because if you look at it, I mean, you have Biden who won, and he's obviously mentally, you know, I don't know, he's just not there. He's not up to par. You have John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, elected senator. I mean, we have such an uphill battle to climb if 
media well, is helping these people get elected. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push back on the media thing because obviously most media outlets you can pick up where they are. I will say in Pennsylvania, I think I think that Senate election is a great excuse of down ballot. You had a governor who was a moderate Democrat running against a in Pennsylvania. You can't run someone on the far right, and I think they did in Pennsylvania. And I think Fetterman actually and. I'm not saying this is the right way to vote. You should know the candidates before you go to the ballot. But I think Fetterman gained a lot from the moderate Democrat Shapiro uh, governor instead of Fetterman actually winning that one. I think a lot of that had to do with the governor's race um, and just how outmatched that was. But again, Jessica, you're not wrong. I mean, most media outlets, it's very easy to pick up where they're uh, putting their attention and the things they'll kind of let slide. Yeah, I just, I know, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, you know, we Republicans, talking heads, are just, we talk about this endlessly about the perfect candidate. But the thing is, is what we have to look at, it's like, look at the other side, look at the people they put up and how they can get them elected and everything they have going in their favor. I mean, if we put up those same guys, you know what I mean? The same type of guys, we have to put up this absolute perfection of a candidate to even have a chance. And so when they're putting up these, these complete, like, you know, just not, not electable people that are getting elected. Yeah, and, and, but so, Jessica it brings up brings up another question: How does the Republican Party make themselves more attractive to those independents and moderates to actually change their registration? Uh, because uh, I think that's a big issue as well. I yeah, I understand that, but you know, at the same time, here we are. We end up with a lot of these squishy Republicans that just really do nothing. And I think that is why Trump, you know, he was able to garner so much support was because he was so just out of the box. And oh, yeah, believe me, I I was the first I was the first in my family to jump on the Trump train. My, my dad was a huge Ted Cruz fan and we would have uh, we would have debates about it all the time. Uh, Cruz and Trump. And it's funny because now we have the debates about why Trump shouldn't run in 2024. Uh, so it's, it's very funny how times have changed. But believe me, I, I know why Trump was so attractive in 2016 and, and I jumped right on it and I'm happy I did. I'm, I'm, I don't regret anything I said or, or did in 2016 when it comes to the election. I'm just saying six years or eight years later, uh, I, I just think we should take a look at other people. And again, that that, this, you know, the Florida media isn't any more conservative than the national media. And I think Ron DeSantis has done a great job to not make that a, a factor in his elections. No, I agree. I agree. I just think, it's, you know, they're going to duke it out. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It, it'll be a, I'll tell you this. It will be fun to cover. And I appreciate the call, Jessica. And, and, and that's another reason as a Democrat. I'm sorry, as a Republican. Oh, gosh, don't put that in a promo. As a Republican, um, I look at what Ron DeSantis did in Florida. And I don't want to make this a Ron DeSantis PSA, but I look at what he did in Florida and, you know, changed 18 percent of the voters to vote for him. That You know, he went from only winning by less than a percentage to winning by 19 percent. You look at the electorate in the United States of America, the Democrats are obviously outnumbering Republican registered voters. Why not get a candidate who's been shown to be able to turn those numbers around in the state of Florida? Again, it's a long primary season. I'm giving you my opinion. It's not fact. 
Um, I'd like to hear your opinions. Jessica, I appreciate the call. Want to get to uh, other calls after the news? 803-0930, star 930. Daryl, Eric, Neil, and you after this on WBEN. WBEN Rihanna halftime show on Sunday for the big game. Um, let me tell you, I don't know when you feel like you're starting to get old, but I have definitely noticed over the last year or so, like music that was big when I was in high school and college is now what you hear when you're walking through the aisles at Wegmans. You're wa- I was at 7-Eleven yesterday, and, you know, they were playing uh, They were playing a song from when I was in college. I, believe me, I walked in, I thought, am I at a college party? What, what's going on here? And I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love that now music from when I was in college is now the big, uh, you know, anywhere you go. I mean, you still, hey, you walk into a mall or a shopping center, it's still um, Sweet Freedom by Michael McDonald. But I, I'm just noticing that some of these songs again, from my college, my high school and college days, are starting to be the, starting to replace the overhead music at uh, places that you frequent. I like that. And, and, and hey, halftime show, Rihanna, I hope she sings a lot of the stuff that was big when I was in high school and college. I don't really know any of her new stuff. Um, so I'm hoping that, uh, hey, sing some of those, uh, those 07, 08 classics. 803-0930, star 930, that's the number to get on here. Uh, my name is Joe Beamer, filling in for Tom Bowerly. Uh, one day only, don't worry, Tom will be back Monday. Um, we're talking about the 2024 primaries, where you stand. Republicans, who would you like to see run? Democrats, who would you like to see run? You can be honest here, this is a, this is a safe space. If you, don't, if you don't want Joe Biden to run, I just I don't understand the people who aren't vocal about that. There, there's a poll out there now saying that a majority of registered Democrats do not want Joe Biden to run. If that's the case, Democrats out there, now we had Tony call in, Tony's all about Joe Biden. Okay, what about you? Would you like to see someone else run on the Democrat ticket for 2024? Or are you comfortable with Joe Biden uh, to try to get four more years? And Republicans, who's who's the guy or lady um, to, to run against Joe Biden or another Democrat candidate. Like I said, I I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Biden does say, hey, I want to enjoy some time not working. Um, and you get a Gavin Newsom. I would not be surprised if that was um, the Democrats go to as I don't think the Democrats have the bench right now that Republicans have. But I've been proven wrong before. 
803-0930, star 930. And, and, and what do you think? Is, is it a candidate issue within the Republican Party? Or are there those members of the party that just are too distracting? You know what I mean? We, we hear so many times of people uh, being a distraction. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think, in my opinion, is more of a distraction. Um, George Santos is a definite distraction. I mean, George Santos, the party should get behind George Santos and say, dude, we don't know who you are. We don't know what's true, what's not true. Get the heck out of here. That's how I feel. How about you? 803-0930, star 930. Uh, let's go. I want to take these in order. So if I don't get, you know, I, I'm going to get to everyone before the segment's over. That's on hold right now. And we'll start with our friend in Forestville, Neil. Neil, thanks for hanging on during the break. Good afternoon, Jim. Neil, how do you feel about the uh, 2024? Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have lost complete and utter faith in the, the system of voting from the, uh, from the media who are obviously on one side. And I, I'm upset, not with the people who voted for Biden, not with the people who voted for Trump, but the rest of these idiots that just sit back and let one side or the other uh, uh, play games with their lives. What's up with that? It, it, it is amazing the amount of people, and, and Neil, it's the amount of people who are actually went through the process of being registered to vote who just don't go vote. They, you know, the number of people who don't know there's an election this year. I mean, you know, there's local elections, and like you say, these are people that are in charge uh, of, of, of what, what happens in your community, what taxes are raised. And they just sit at home and let the day go by. Uh, I, I, I don't understand the people who will not get up and take the five seconds to go and vote. Because, Joe, it's, it's all fixed. Um, it's just like the football games. It's just like everything else in life. It's fixed. I mean, if my dead grandfather can get up and vote for, for a Democrat, you know, somebody who's uh, sitting in their home should be able to, uh, to vote for the other side. But like you said, though, they're not giving them any, any reason to vote. It doesn't matter who wins. It's still the price of gas goes up. The taxes always go up. You know, these these, these supposed leaders sit up there and, and blah, 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 blah. They tell you what you should do. I mean, uh, not even to have a gas stove. And this lady wins hand over fist. That, well, uh, again, Neil, I, I think the, the issues you're talking about here are more at the state level. And the problem is at the state level, the Republicans are outnumbered three to one. I, I mean, and whose fault is that? Is that Kathy Hochul's fault or is that the Republican Party of New York State's fault? Yeah, uh, if, if you're losing people's interest in something like I, I, I teach. So, it, you know, if you have a student that is giving you that blank stare, you have to change what you're doing to affect that student. Um, you have to uh, promote some type of, uh, of, of inspiration in them to, to uh, draw them out to, to where you want them to be and to try to educate them. But if you look at who controls the education in this country and who has controlled it over the last 20 years, it's Democrats. And they have created the dumbest group of people in, in the world. I, I'm, I'm amazed we're still a country. Well, I, I will say this, Neil, because you bring up a point about um, and uh, I, I'm uh, I'm going to quote one of my favorite comedians in the world. I'm not going to quote, but I'm going to go. One of my favorite comedians in the world is Jim Norton. I've talked about him a lot on the air. Um, and, and Jim Norton is not a Republican. He's not a conservative minded person, but he is 100 percent on the side of Republicans when it comes to, you know, being against this woke ideology, being against all of this stuff just crammed in everyone's face. 
The problem is the Republican Party loses him in other avenues. And again, it's these distractions that you have Republicans, uh, the stuff you're talking about, Neil. I, I mean, you, you've seen people complain about that. It's how Glenn Youngkin got elected in Virginia, a state that has become pretty liberal because of Northern Virginia, um, because he ran on those policies. The problem with the, the national, in my opinion, the national Republican Party, and some so in, the New, York, in New York State, is we let distractions within the party of things that are not affecting our life right now. And you lose people that you probably could have had. Again, Glenn Youngkin did a great job. I think we really should follow the Glenn Youngkin um, election in Virginia when it comes to 2024. I know they won't. But as much as I want to blame people like Kathy Hochul and the Democrat Party, I've got to blame the Republican Party. How have we not been able to recruit more um, before this 2024 election? Uh, I think the elections are, are a like, foregone conclusion. I, I, I think they're... they're they're useless. I, I think right now I'm looking at what Rambo Jim said and uh, what Rambo Jim says all along, you know, like, hey, we got to go beat them up and take our country back. I well, mean, whether the Chinese come rolling over our borders with a bunch of balloons or the 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 the, the communists in Albany take our gas stoves and our uh, gas cars. I don't see a difference between them. Well, uh, Neil, I, I have to say, I, 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 it's all about defeating at the ballot box. And again, I, I will go back on what I've, I will go and say what I always say. You can, you can point, uh, you can point to something else. You can blame losses on someone else and something else. At the end of the day, the Republican Party has not ha- has had three really disappointing elections. Um, and I think that's on the party. That's on the leaders of the party. Uh, you want to blame this and that. Uh, again, losers blame other people. Leaders go and find a way to win. Um, again, I, 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 we, you don't revo- we don't we don't resort to violence. We don't resort to any of that stuff. You, you beat someone at the ballot at the ballot box, and if you can't, then you have to regroup. And, and I think the Republican Party really uh, trying the same strategy over and over again. You know, I mean. W- eventually you're going to have to step back and say, what are we doing wrong? Why can't we attract more people? You want to blame Democrats for all this stuff, but what is the Democrat, what is the Republican party doing differently to appeal to more people? The answer is nothing. The answer is nothing. But the last thing to do is to encourage violence or, or to mention violence. That's just, that's not the way to go. And, And I hate how politics has come that way. Or people are so, you've got a small number of people who just, everything's got to be this violent thing. I'm going to come after you. I'm going to get, no, no, it's politics. At the end of the day, it's politics, okay? I don't agree with what you think is best for the country, and you don't agree with what I think is best for the country. That's what it is. And we have to be able to have rational discussions. And if you can't have a rational discussion, you are part of the problem. I mean, that, that, it's as simple as that. You are part of the problem if you can't have a rational discussion about your politics or you don't have faith in your politics and you don't feel 100% about your politics. If, the, if, if what you resort to is, well, we're eventually just going to have to have a war. And no, it's not. No, not at all. That's not what that's not what politics has become. That's not what politics will become. We have to be able to have rational discussions. You know, I'm a big fan of Ben Shapiro. Okay, and he has this thing called the Sunday conversation. And last week he had a uh, commentator from the Young Turks, which is a um, uh, liberal leaning podcast uh, network. Okay, and they had 
an amazing conversation. They didn't agree on one thing, but had an amazing conversation back and forth. That's what we're supposed to do. When it comes to politics, that's what we have to do. We have to be able to have rational discussions with one another. You're not going to change anyone's mind. They're not going to change your mind. That's what we have to be able to do. We have to be able to calm down and have a rational discussion. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's really the only way we go forward. But this bringing up violence and, and trying to get violent over politics? Come on. Give me a break. Let's grow up. 803 930 star 930, that's the number. I, I just, it, it ticks me off every time. I don't know why people keep doing it. Rational conversations. You disagree with that person. Fine. Let's have a conversation. If you can't talk to that person without cursing at them or name calling, you are a part of the problem. You are the problem. Like I said, growing up, growing up as a conservative leading person, guess what? I disagree politically with most of my friends. I have not once threatened violence to any of my friends because of our disagreements. We have nice conversations. The unfortunate thing is me and my immature friends can have nice conversations, but the people in D.C. can't. They can't have rational discussions. And maybe that's something both parties need to look at. Who are you putting in these positions? Who are you putting in Congress? Who are you putting in Senate? In Senate? People that just want to yell at each other? People that just want to make a spectacle and the camera's on? Or people who actually care about change? People who actually care about their message? That's one of my biggest problems with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Does she really care about her message or does she want the TV time? I think we all know the answer to that. Beamer in for Bowerly. Sorry to go off on a rant. I just, I, I cannot tell you how much I hate when political conversation gets to be anything more than just political conversation. And that's all this is. It's politics. Guess what? When I sign off today, I'm going to go home. I'm going to have my dinner. I'm going to watch some TV. That's what most people are going to do. And that's all my politics. I have my, my political beliefs. And, and I, I, believe my, I believe strongly in my political beliefs. But I'm also not going to let it define me for the rest of my life. I, I'm not going to disown people in my, in my life because I don't politically agree with them. Okay? Again, look at in D.C. Are we really? I mean, honestly, think of the people who are in D.C. Think of, the, our, of our politicians. Are we really going to, <laughs> I, I just, again, do you think when the cameras aren't on, they're yelling as much on the floor, they're having these debates when the cameras aren't on? No, they're not. Let's be honest, they're not. Okay? A lot of that stuff's for show. A lot of the stuff you see pol politicians do is for show. They're not screaming at one another when the cameras are off. Marjorie Taylor Greene would not have yelled at the State of the Union address if there wasn't a camera on. Come on. Let's be real. Let's go to the state of Ron DeSantis, where Marty is, the state of Florida. Uh, Marty, what do you think? Uh, you're right there with Governor Ron DeSantis. What do you think? Well, I think, I think Joe, uh, you know, you have to look at the circumstances down here. I think, you know, with the weather and the way things were, they were able to keep stuff open. They blocked side streets off and let restaurants move outside. He didn't mandate COVID shots to every person that was walking the streets. You know, the environment down here dictated what he could do as opposed to 
in Buffalo where it's snowing and everything else, and you got to shut things down because you couldn't have people inside. Right, yeah. I mean, you guys had a lot of the advantages all year round of stuff that we only had the advantage in the summer. Yeah, correct. And uh, so, but I think that was, that had a lot to do with why his polling numbers were so high down here. Uh, I think it had a lot to do with the circumstance. You know, it was the timing of it all that, you know, when COVID was there, um, you know, that he was able to keep these things open and not shut his state down like everybody else did. So, Marty, who do you like for 2024? Are you a DeSantis supporter? Uh, no, not really. I, I think he, and I don't think he's going to, I'm, I'm more in line with Mike Pence. I think, uh, the people of this country, uh, they're ready for some civility back in government, people who can talk and people who will lead and compromise with each other as opposed to this craziness that's going on now that was created and has continued because of Trump and people who supported him and elected people like you said before that marjorie taylor green and some of these people they're they're not doing us any favors they're tearing our country apart do you think the republican party needs an identity uh change oh absolutely and, and, and i think they need somebody like mike pence which i think you saw why the democrats chose joe biden he's mild-mannered he talks to people you know you may not agree with them but He's not calling you names. He's not pointing fingers at people. He's just talking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah, I think I think that's what we need. And I think that's what this country wants back. What do you so think I it think would take, Marty? From from your opinion, what do you think it would take for someone like Mike Pence, who, you know, obviously is not getting the media, the media attention would be Trump and DeSantis. What do you think it would take for a candidate like that to gain some uh, momentum? Well, I think if he just declared and got himself out in public and started talking to people, I think that momentum would swing pretty quick. Yeah. You I, know, away from Trump, at least. Now, Ron DeSantis, I don't know. Ron DeSantis, in my opinion, uh, is a pretty classy guy. He's well-spoken. He's well-educated, and, he, and he's a good appearance, and he, and he doesn't go nuts and call people names. Yeah. Hey, Marty, I, I really appreciate that perspective. Marty in Florida, thank you. Um, we're going to change gears now. Uh, I, I didn't really, really want to talk politics for more than an hour, and I went to. Um, so I appreciate the calls. I appreciate the text. Uh, and again, I, I realize not everyone's going to agree with me. Um, I, I do think that you know both parties have kind of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I believe that both parties really need to take a look at themselves. And again, you've got people who get so angry over politics – um, where did that start? That started with the people, with the leaders, in my opinion, with the leaders of the parties. And, and I think they need to really take a look in the, uh, in the mirror and, and they need to say, Hey, why have we, why do we have these, the bases of these parties? Why are they so angry? Why are they so angry? Maybe we need to cool, you know, turn down the temperature a little bit. And maybe we need to just have rational conversations and see our politicians talking with one another rationally, not red in the face, not yelling so loud, spittles coming out of their mouth. Maybe rational conversations, maybe not, um, you know, the Erie County Democrats blocking uh, someone on Twitter because they disagree with them. I mean, our politics could use some maturity, but that might be asking for too much. But I think both parties are to blame for the temperature being so hot in this country when it comes to politics. 
it's something I won't stand for, but I'm just a, I'm just a talk show host. And like I said, nothing upsets me more than when people want to talk about violence because of because of politics. Give me a break. Again, grow up. And let's tur- turn on the temperature. But that that's on the politics. That that's on the politicians. Sorry, to turn down the temperature. Stop making these scenes for TV. Stop yelling at one another. Stop the name calling. And let's just have an honest debate over policy. An honest debate over legislation. But when you want to point to just one person about because of why the temperature is so hot when it comes to politics, that's wrong. There's numerous people, and it's on both sides of the aisle. We're back after this.